With the beginning of the year right around the corner, it's time to start thinking about your growth plan for the next year. When you're setting goals for your blog, having a clear action plan to reach those is so important. Today, I'm pulling back the curtain to share a behind-the-scenes look at my own blog growth plan for next year and tips on how you can create your own. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hey, food bloggers, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This week's episode is going to be really fun for me to record, and I am really excited to talk about my blog growth plan for next year. Before we dive in to this episode, because I have a feeling we might have some new listeners for this episode in particular, I always love to do a quick introduction just to let you know who is behind the microphone and what it is that we do over here. So my name is Madison Wetherill, and I am the founder and CEO of Grace and Vine Studios. Over there, we specialize in building custom brands and websites for food bloggers who are looking to take their blog to the next level and looking to increase their impact, whether that means that they are looking to provide more income for their family, create time or financial freedom for their family, reach more readers with their mission behind their blog, and so many other amazing ways that our clients have been able to increase their impact and to leave a bigger impact in this world. As always, if you are interested in how we work with clients or you want to see more podcast episodes or you're just curious about what Grace and Vine Studios is all about, you can always head over to our website at graceandvinestudios.com. We also have a link in the show notes for you to check it out just so you can see what we're up to and see what we are all about over here. Now, I've also been sharing a personal update every time that I record a podcast episode for the last few months, just to give you an idea again of who's behind the mic and for you to be able to connect with me as a real person. And I hope that you will take that as an encouragement to do the same with your blog audience as you work on your own content. This week's episode, I wanted to share a little bit of a family update for us that will tie perfectly into some of the stuff that I'm going to talk about in today's episode. So the update here is that I mentioned this briefly last week, I believe, or maybe two weeks ago, that my husband is now working from home full time. And when I say working from home, what I really mean is that he has started to be able to help with working on my businesses as well as doing a couple of other things on the side. Back in June of this year, my husband left his corporate job. He was in HR for a mortgage company and he is no longer working in that industry and we decided that it was time to try out what it would look like for him to be more involved in our businesses. We also have an Airbnb property that he is managing and so we have finally come to terms with what that's going to look like, especially moving into the new year and we're really excited about him being more involved in both my web design business and also my blogging business, which I'm going to talk about here in a few minutes. But that has really changed the dynamic of our house day to day, just having him, we've had him home all the time since March of 2020, but having him be more involved in the day to day things like homeschooling and taking care of our home and things like that, and just being a part of our 
adventures that we might have throughout the week has definitely been a shift over the last few months. And then adding in our fifth little family member with our third son who was born in August, it has definitely been a learning opportunity and learning curve for us over the last few months. So before we dive into the actual topic of this episode, which is the plan that I have for growing and scaling my blog next year, I wanted to kind of give you all an update or just kind of an overview of where my blog has been and what kind of the journey has been. I don't talk about my food blog super often on the podcast. I really try to focus on more of things from a general perspective and kind of what is working in the industry rather than my blog specifically, because my blog and the way that I run it is very different than I know a lot of you do. However, just to kind of give you a timeline of my blogging journey, if you will, I started my blog back in 2012 and took it very lightly for many years. It was very much a hobby blog. I talked about a little bit of everything like I know a lot of you can relate to, and I didn't really know that it had the potential to turn into something bigger. In March of 2015, I lost my corporate job, and it was a week after we found out we were pregnant with our first son. And so I knew at that moment that I had a choice to make about whether I was going to go back to corporate work for a little while, or whether I was going to kind of go on my own and try to make this whole business ownership thing work for me. And so I decided to kind of put all of my effort into then my two businesses, you know, the same two businesses I have now, which is my web design business and my food blog. At the time though, I still was kind of doing a little bit of lifestyle, a little bit of everything, and I really didn't have a ton of direction for my content or for my blog or my business in general. Then in 2016, I finally decided to niche down my food blog and go from being kind of a catch-all lifestyle content to really focusing on food. It's when I rebranded to a Joyfully Mad Kitchen, which I think is going to start going by just Joyfully Mad, but that's a side note. And I really started to focus in on just food content alone. Then in 2019, I had just had our second son. He was almost a year old and I had another one of those pivotal moments of deciding what I wanted the future of my businesses to look like. And at that time, I had been pouring so much of my time and effort into my food blog and seeing very little results. And on the other side, I was having a lot of success in my design business without putting in as much effort over on that business. And so with having very little time as I was raising two little boys, I decided to pull back a little bit on blogging and go more all in on my web design business. That is also when I niched down in that business and decided to pretty exclusively serve only food bloggers or at least only bloggers and content creators. And I kind of put the blog on pause and just let it do its thing. So that was in 2019 at the beginning of the year. And I didn't really touch the blog again for over a year and a half. I just let it sit. I would fix things if I found, you know, major issues, but I was not producing any new content at all. Then in August of 2021, I finally came up for air a little bit and had a little bit more capacity to be able to start blogging again, but I knew that I needed support. So in August of 2021, I hired a blog manager slash writer who is very familiar with the blogging industry. And this is actually a friend of mine. Her name is Susanna from the blog Feast and West. And she has been an integral part of my food blog since August of 2021. I can honestly say without having her support and her really taking on a lot of the management of the blog, the blog would not be where it is today. 
when I hired her, we decided to slowly start doing content again with the intent to get back to writing one blog post per week. And that was going to be a combination of new recipes and also updated recipes as well. And by November of 2021, I was already seeing an increase in traffic and revenue directly resulting from the work that we were doing. But year over year, I was seeing an increase of 124% in revenue and 21% increase in sessions after taking off almost 18 months of blogging. So what that told me is that First of all, my blog was not dead. And second of all, by just starting to pour in a little bit more time, we could see really big results again. So I say that all to first give you a kind of backstory of where my blog is at. It is still a very small blog, but with a ton of potential. And also to encourage you that if it's been a while since you have really had a consistent schedule for creating content with your blog, do not be afraid to just start small with one post a week or even one post a month. Something that was really important to us as we started picking things back up is that we were having a consistent day of posting so that Google was consistently crawling my website on that day for new content. And we have kept that up with having one new blog post every Wednesday since August of 2021. Now, I should also mention that in December of 2021, that's when I found out I was pregnant with my third son, and that put a huge wrench in the system in terms of my capacity to be able to help with recipe development or photography or just direction in general for my blog because I basically had to plan for however long I wanted to have off from my maternity leave in content for the blog and for the podcast alongside all of the other work that I was doing in my web design business. So this current year has been sort of just a year of trying to work ahead, trying to work smarter, not harder, and just getting our rhythm in terms of being able to be ahead on content, because I think that's a muscle that we really have to grow if we want to be consistently ahead in creating content. So as I started thinking about 2023 and what I want my blog to do next year, I really want to be able to pour more into it and I want to be able to see it continue to grow. And I know that to do that, we needed to have a really strong growth plan to be able to take action and make sure that we are tracking kind of what we are doing and what is working. That brings us kind of to where we're at today, which is we are preparing for a big year of growth for the blog. And I wanted to just give all of that backstory information so that you know kind of the current state of my blog. And then I'm going to talk about like where we want to go with it and how we want to grow it. So as I've kind of mentioned already, the current state of my blog in terms of like who is working on my content is just me and my blog manager, Susanna. Susanna is doing most of my writing for me and I am doing the recipe development, the photography, and sort of the creative direction or the content direction. But we do a lot of that work together when we plan our content for the quarter or even for the year. Something we've been doing again this year that is totally different than any year in the past is that we are working really far ahead in terms of our blogging ideas. We may not be you know, shooting the recipes or developing the recipes for three quarters ahead, but we know the direction that we're going and we know the content ideas that we have. And that has really helped me to be able to fit in shooting recipes and developing recipes throughout just our normal life to be able to get ahead in that way. So thinking towards the future state of my blog, what it will look like in probably another three to six months, we're going to have me and Susanna still doing the things that we are doing now. We're also going to be bringing in my husband to be able to help with optimization on the site and working on the back end. 
we're probably going to need another writer, someone who can maybe be more of a fill in the gaps type of writer. So Susanna or I can kind of come up with the main headings or the main like structure of the post and we can have somebody else fill in the details and potentially like compile the blog post. And then I'm also going to be bringing in one of our designers from the Grace and Vine team to be able to help with things like Pinterest graphics, web stories, things like that. So that's what I see our future looking like for the blog this year in terms of the the team that we're going to have. And let's start by talking about some of the actual, you know, action items that we have on our schedule and on our growth plan for this year. The first is that we're going to be doing a lot of optimizing of old content. We've already been doing a lot of this in terms of our popular content, making sure that the most popular content, especially for things like quarter four, are optimized and, you know, working as well as they can. But I am wanting to do more of an optimization from a top level view for the entire blog this year. So a couple of the things that I know we're going to be working on is doing a full internal content audit. This is something that we're doing in-house. We're not like hiring an SEO person to do a content audit for us, but we're just going to be using tools to be able to look at all of the content that we have on the blog and then figuring out what needs to be done to different pieces of content to optimize it fully. We're going to be using Clarity, which is a pretty recent tool that came out, I think this year, or it's at least become popular this year from the people over at WP Tasty and the Food Blogger Pro community. This tool basically allows you to view all of your content and to be able to see it from WordPress, analytics, and also from a project management perspective, all in one tool. And so we're gonna be using that to manage projects like updating alt text on old images or updating affiliate links or looking for internal linking opportunities. We're gonna be using that in addition to using Asana to manage our blog posts, which is something that we've been using for a very long time and the entire Grace and Vine team uses Asana. But using those two tools combined will help us to have the tasks to follow up on things, but also a system to be able to view it at a more granular level. Another thing that we're going to be optimizing is all of our category pages. I will link back in the show notes to a previous episode that we've done about organizing your blog categories. It was episode 138. This is really a helpful tool if this is something that's going to be on your list, but essentially what we're going to be doing is looking at all of the categories that I have on the blog, figuring out which ones need more content in them, figuring out which ones need to be optimized from an SEO perspective, which categories we might be able to delete, really looking at this in the same way that we would look at all of our blog post content, but looking at the category pages as almost pieces of their own content that can be optimized to perform even better or to just become a better resource for our readers to use. Another small system that I think we'll be putting into place this year is creating a system and a routine for doing an audit and review of our top content for each quarter. This is something that I definitely have talked about doing for quarter four, but it is something that should be done every quarter. And I want to get into a good habit and rhythm of doing this ahead of time so that we're not updating things you know, at the last minute when we're finding issues with them, but we're really taking a look at our top 10 to 20 blog posts for the quarter in the past you know, by reviewing last year's quarter one and then reviewing all of those quarter one posts to make sure they're optimized for ads and affiliate links and internal linking and all of those things, but doing that on a routine basis so that it's consistently being done on time. And then something else that I am really excited about doing 
from an optimization perspective is redesigning our food blog. So my food blog currently is using a pre-made theme. It has never really been ready for a custom theme or ready for my team to put their time into building a custom theme for it. And it's been something that's on my list over the last year and year and a half probably, but I'm excited for it to finally be on the to-do list and on the priority list for next year. And all of the work that we're going to do with optimizing and auditing our internal content is really going to help set us up for success for redesigning the blog. I'm sure I will be doing many other podcast episodes talking about that process and talking about, you know, how I went about that process for my food blog. But for now, just know that that is coming and I'm super excited for it. Okay, so that first section was sort of all about the optimizing of old content and optimizing of the website. I didn't mention in there as well, we're going to be just making sure that our site speed and performance is where we want it to be. It's definitely in good standings right now, but I want to go through and make sure that everything we're using is, you know, the best plugins possible that we're using up to date, you know, Gutenberg blocks and things like that going forward. But in terms of the actual content plan and when I think about content in the perspective of how we want to grow the blog, the short and sweet is that we're going to be increasing posting frequency. I mentioned earlier that back in August of 2021, we committed to doing one blog post per week, and that's what we've been consistently doing. We've had a couple of months where we've done a few bonus posts or additional posts. For example, I think it was last April, we did a grilling month and we increased the amount of content to six posts per month instead of four. But overall, what we're going to be doing is ramping up to going from one post per week to two, and then eventually all the way up to four blog posts per week. Now, I mentioned earlier, like sort of the team structure that we're going to have that's going to help us to get there. But for now, what we're doing is just focusing on working on our SOPs for writing our blog posts so that we can streamline that and make it even easier for hiring extra team members to help with that. And then again, looking for easy ways for us to create more content. I'm actually recording an entire podcast episode that Susanna helped me to write about how to create more content and how to do that more efficiently. So keep your eyes out for that podcast episode because that will be really helpful if increasing your content load is something you want to do as well. But some of the things that we're going to be doing is looking for easy post opportunities that are simple for us to write. For example, that could be doing more roundup posts. It could be doing more SEO style posts. So things like how to blank. Posts that don't necessarily require an actual recipe card and therefore recipe development and photography. These are posts where we can maybe use existing images from another recipe and use those instead of having to create new images for those blog posts. And that we have found has really sped up our process for being able to create those blog posts. I'm also going to commit to hiring as needed to reduce bottlenecks. So again, I mentioned last year was kind of a crazy season for me in creating so much content ahead of time. And one thing that we found was that recipe development and photography were often the things that kept us from being able to create more content. So as I need to, I'm going to commit to hiring out those things to be able to develop recipes faster or to be able to take photos of potentially older blog posts that I don't feel like recreating, but I know need an update. Those are the areas where I'm going to look for opportunities to hire recipe developers and photographers to be able to step in and help me in that in that way. 
And then the last way that I'm going to focus on creating more content efficiently is having days where I am basically batching as much content as I can. So I have a plan to be able to plan out maybe four to six recipes and to develop the recipes or not develop the recipes, but actually cook the recipes after they've been tested and then photograph them all in one sitting so that I'm kind of getting it all done at once and planning on hiring or having a like a local personal assistant come and help me during that time so she can help me with plating things or getting garnishes ready or just doing the dishes and the cleanup afterwards so that I can spend maybe one day a month prepping for an entire month's worth of content instead of having to do you know photo sessions like six times throughout the month and I think that's really going to help me from an efficiency perspective and just be able to check that off the you know off the list in a really easy way. The third thing I want to touch on from a growth perspective is thinking about who we are going to need to hire. And I've mentioned a couple of these people already, but this was something that was really important to figure out as we were planning for the new year because both Susanna and I are quickly getting to the point of being at capacity for our own time and what we're able to dedicate to the blog. And so we knew we needed to hire some extra hands to be able to help. I mentioned one of those people is going to be my husband and he's going to be kind of in a blog optimizer role. So kind of on the back end, working on things like affiliate links or adding alt text to images, kind of operating in like a virtual assistant type of position, but being able to step in and help support Susanna and myself as we are just working on the back end of posts so that she and I can focus on some of the more technical things like doing keyword research or working on the website design or doing the photography and recipe development. So that's going to be a huge time saver for both of us and also just to have someone who's dedicated to almost finding issues and fixing them and then hopefully creating you know a process for other people to do that as well. Then I think eventually, maybe towards the end of the year, we may look into hiring somebody to help with SEO specifically. Um, And this would be someone who would be helping to find keywords that are good for my blog specifically. Uh, This is something that I know Ty Kilgore does, and that would definitely be the person that I would go to and recommend if you're looking for somebody to help support you with kind of the day-to-day keyword research and SEO management, more so than like a content or an SEO audit. This is like a long-term, you know, monthly partnership. And so that's definitely something I can see us doing later in the year after we kind of get our feet wet with increasing the amount of content and figure out a good system for that. And then lastly, like I mentioned, having somebody or multiple people to help with photography and recipe development as needed. Okay, so the next sort of phase with this blog growth plan is figuring out what we wanted to do from a promotion standpoint. When I pulled back from blogging many years ago, I pretty much pulled completely away from being involved on social media or on Pinterest or doing any email marketing for my blog. It was one of those seasons where I had to really get down to what were the priorities in that season for my blog and The only priorities for the last year or so have been just getting a new blog post out every week. However, now with having a few more hands to help and just having the mental clarity and direction for my blog, we had to figure out what we wanted to start doing for increasing promotion and, you know, trying to get the word out, I guess, about the different content that we're doing again. I am not planning on being involved in social media again, I think, For my blog specifically, I don't see Instagram or Facebook being super useful at this moment. It could be something that we add in later on. 
But right now, the primary ways that we're going to focus on marketing are by using Pinterest and email marketing again. So I have continued to you know, keep my email list in place and I've been using the spotlight feature from Grow to be able to attract a few subscribers here and there. But I think in the new year, we'll focus on either setting up an RSS feed email or just committing to sending out a weekly email with maybe a compilation of some recipes or an extra tip or something like that. But that will be something that we'll start doing probably midway through next year. And then I'm also going to experiment with web stories. It's something that has been you know, on my radar for a long time. It's something that I think can be useful for my blog and we're going to give it a try and see what happens. This is one of the tasks that I'm going to hopefully have my designer from my Grace and Vine team help with and just see what happens and see if it is successful in any way. And then apart from that, I'm also going to be working on my backlink profile and increasing and strengthening that through this process of creating more content and just getting a little bit more visibility for my blog in general. So a couple of things that I'm going to be doing for that is trying to be on some podcasts, but as a blogger, not as me, you know, the CEO of Grace and Vine. This is something that I'm super comfortable with and it's very natural for me to be able to be on someone's podcast. And so I think as I focus more on the specific type of content that I want to create on the blog, I will be able to do some podcast interviews around that topic as well. And that will help to increase the backlink profile for the blog in general. We're also participating in some share threads with other bloggers where we're you know exchanging links and things like that. And then also working on being a part of more roundups. There's many Facebook groups for this and just continuing to put in my recipes when it makes sense to try to be a part of those roundups for other bloggers. All of that may sound like it is a ton of information and a ton of work, and it definitely is, but the difference is that I think having this plan in place really helps me to see what types of systems and tasks and processes that we need to be able to do all of these things and to equip the people on the team to be able to help. Now, when I say that I have, you know, this team of people who are helping with the blog, these are not full-time employees. These are not people who are working on the blog full-time. In fact, I think collectively, all of us are probably under full-time when it comes to the amount of hours we're spending. So what I've done is just really focused on having certain people with certain talents and gifts focused on one area of the blog and just staying in that lane to be able to do those things really efficiently and really well. So I wanted to keep this section on creating your own plan and the tips for that really simple because I think it can get really overwhelming to think about this. So I have three tips for creating your own plan like this and hopefully just even hearing some of these ideas and things that I've shared will help to get your wheels turning on what you want this to look like for your blog next year. The first is by, you need to start by setting your goals. When I say setting your goals, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. You want to make sure that your goals are not just that you want to grow your blog. That is not a goal that you can really measure or put certain steps in place to make that happen. You need to get specific about how much you want to grow your blog or Think about something in a numeric way that is trackable. The second step of 
creating your own plan or the second tip is figuring out where your gaps are in capacity or in skill. I mentioned earlier that one of the things, the bottlenecks that we have found for me is recipe development and photography. So if I want to grow my blog and I want to increase the amount of blog posts that we're creating every month, I have to be willing to either step up my game in terms of getting that work done or to hire people to help with getting that work done. For me in this season, hiring someone to help is much easier than just stepping up my game because I have a three-month-old who requires a lot from me, and I'm not willing to give up that time with him in this season. So I am willing to hire other people to help support that goal in particular. But it may be a skill that you have an issue with. Maybe one of your goals for your blog is to get your you know, website redesigned and you need to hire someone to help you with that. Maybe you have site speed issues and you need to hire someone to help you with that. Or maybe next year is the year that you want to finally figure out SEO and you need to invest in a course. Whatever it is that you're lacking in capacity or in skill, figure that out and then make a plan for fixing it and include that in your blog growth plan. And then the third step or tip for creating your own plan is take those goals and take those steps and turn them into a task or a system to make sure that it happens. It is basically no good for you to create this elaborate growth plan that has no follow through with it. It's not going to serve you or your blog to have all these grand ideas of how you want to grow and improve if you don't create the actual system to follow through and do those things. And having that task or that system is really going to help you as you potentially hire other people to support you as well. So I know this has been a longer than normal episode, so I want to just recap kind of the four different parts of my blog growth plan. And I want to remind you too that this will be in the show notes and on our blog if you want to go and actually read through this to see it a little bit more in depth and a little bit more concrete than just me talking about it. So make sure you check out the show notes in your podcast player for the direct link to the blog post that will have all of this. But basically the four different parts of my blog growth plan for this year is one, to focus on optimizing old content and the website itself, focus on creating new and more content, focus on hiring, and then finally focus on promotion and increasing marketing in general to be able to reach a wider audience and to continue to share our content with our existing audience as well. There are so many more parts to kind of our blog growth plan, but these are really the main ones that I think will be helpful for getting you to just be thinking about what your blog growth plan is going to look like next year. Now, if one of the ways that you are looking to have extra support next year is in the strategic decisions behind your blog, if you are looking to have a partner in figuring out things like what you need to do with your category pages or what type of email opt-in would be best to attract your audience or things like that, I would love to encourage you to check out our food blogger support package. It's a brand new package that we're launching next year basically giving people the opportunity to work with us on a monthly basis in the same type of way that we work with our web design clients during our custom website redesign process. This is going to give you access to a team of experts who are going to help you be able to make those strategic decisions and plan for your blog growth in 2023. So definitely check out the show notes for a link to that. It is a package that is unlike any other package in the industry where we're really able to 
step up and support you in the way that your blog needs specifically because of our team of experts and just because of the way that we like to work with clients on a strategic level. So definitely check that out and check out the blog post for more details and information about this blog growth plan that I have for next year. I hope this episode was interesting and I would love to hear if you enjoyed hearing a little bit of a behind the scenes look at my food blog and what we're doing with it next year. In the meantime, friends, I hope that you will set aside some time for you to work on your own blog growth plan for next year, because this is such an important step before the new year so that you come back from, you know, the craziness of quarter four and the holidays with a really strong plan of action for growing your blog next year. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.